Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago. What do you say? This is the CHO Cubs postgame podcast. And folks in the chat... Corey and Ryan, I once again have good news. The good news is that the vibes are once again good, baby. All thanks to the summer of Mike Talkman. Yes, sir. There you go. Cubs win 3-2, to two, trailed 2-0. Two, the comeback Cubs were in full effect tonight. Uh, and uh, Mike Talkman, go ahead, Homer, in the, what, eighth inning? I already forgot. Was it the eighth inning? Seventh, eighth inning. Eight I don't inning. know. Top of the eighth. Don't let Davis the facts get in the way of a good story. Top uh, of the eighth inning. We all know that Mike Talkman hit the go-ahead homer tonight, and then the Cubs bullpen uh, locked it down after that. I want to say seventh inning now because I remember Merriweather coming no, in, inning. getting out of the jam, and then uh, – was, was, was it the eighth inning? It was the eighth okay. inning. Tyone through right. seven. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. There you go. Yeah. Merriweather, then Adbert. Anyway – we're caught uh, up in the vibes. You don't have time to pay attention. Yeah, what uh, the is. vibes are good. It's, it's hard to pay attention. Uh, hello, everyone in the chat. We got 76 people watching. I assume that number is going to continue to increase based off how this, this game just ended. So hit the like button on your way in. Um, like that. What a like game. Button. Like, I, I just, I, I will say this. Uh, first reaction based off just the game in general you felt like the Cubs needed to win this one tonight because first off, they're going up against a pitcher that has struggled all year. They needed Jamison Tyone to give them a great start and they needed to just bounce back. They've done really well at bouncing back after losses during the stretch in the second half. And you know, like they need to keep winning series and stay in this race with the Reds and the Brewers and in the wild card. So for my immediate reaction of this of winning this game is just like you're maintaining pace while also, you know, could potentially be back in that last wild card spot. I don't know if the Reds won or not yet, but um, the Reds lost yeah. today. So they're back in the one. in the last wild card spot. They are technically percentage points ahead, and yeah. then the Brewers are tied three three with the Rockies going into the eighth at the All moment. Right. Yeah, I mean, like yesterday, you know, you you know, I think as Joe Madden used to say, you throw that one in the old trash can and try to move on. You're on a torrid stretch, right? So them having a, a letdown on Monday, even a letdown series, right, on the road, it's like it's okay, it's fine, but they also just can decide not to do that and just keep winning series and winning games. And there's, I think, like a lot of individual things in this game to really like and dig into. Mike Talkman, Jamison Tyone, Cody Bellinger staying red hot, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, like, and we talked about this towards the end, the Cubs' last four wins, right? That last game against the Reds, the two wins against Atlanta, and tonight, all two runs or less, all games where the offense either needed to stage a comeback or add insurance runs mm-hmm. to even offer a little bit of a cushion. And all four of those games are games where this bullpen had to come in and protect really tight late leads and they got it done all four times it's a really impressive win on the road I don't care where the Mets are at like in their season or the standings or anything like that when you can beat 
a team like the Braves over the weekend playing two close games and go on the road and keep it up against uh, a, a Mets offense that has at least a couple good hitters, right? Like, yeah. that's the, these are impressive wins. These are games that good teams find a way to win and find a way to hold on to. And, like, Mark Leiter Jr., Julian Merriweather tonight, Adbert Alzlai, they're getting it done, man. Like, this back end of the bullpen is ready for the task of locking down close games. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, and then you look at, like, go back to, honestly, April and May, when the bullpen construction and deployment was looked different than it does these days, um, are you what do you what do you think? Do you guys think they blow that game in May? Yes. Like honestly, in May they, they definitely yeah. blow. This you game. definitely Brad Boxberger blows that game. You, in you definitely yeah. don't feel as good about a one-run lead going into the eighth, bottom of the eighth on the road, um, as you would. You know, Julia Merriweather goes up. He's been really good. Honestly, most of the year he's been pretty good. I know he had that one really bad outing, his like first one, mm-hmm. and like that just like kind of ruined ruined him in people's minds, and people still think he sucks. Um, <laughs> like I've I've had people like tweet at me saying that, and I'm like, no, he's actually been really good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, earned a lot of trust from David Ross, and you feel good about him, obviously in the eighth, and then Adbert has just become like. I, you're more shocked if he blows a save at this point. I think he's 14 for 15 or 15 for 16. I didn't, I didn't actually go look at how many that is for him, but he's blown one save uh, since he started getting the opportunities in May. So yeah. when that, they, that, they figured it out in that bullpen. That was a tough one tonight, right? Like he, Lindor gets on, so you got a fast runner on with no outs. You got a pitch to Alonzo, and you got to kind of like maintain your composure there with a runner on lead. He gets a double play ball. Like we've seen plenty of pitchers field that ball and hurl it into center field, or whatever. Like Adbert's like, no way. Like yeah. I'm locking down this W. This game's over. Yeah, man. The the beginning of the game was frustrating, but as, sorry, as Craig says, 15 for 16 for Adbert. 15, nice. yeah, 15 for 16, 15 for 16. and saves uh, yeah. for Adbert this year. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, the way the game started, it was it was it was looking like it was going to be an annoying loss, based off how the pitching matchup was set up to start the game, and how Alonzo hit another home run against them. But you know, credit to the offense for scoring runs. Yes, they had more base running blunders tonight. Um, you know, they got robbed of potentially an insurance run in that top of the ninth inning with the magical line out right to Lindor. Like, they, the the luck factor has not been nice to the Cubs in this series. Um, but, hey, that's why we talk about how the, how we – honestly, we've talked about how this team needed more power all season. And tonight they got two home runs. And when you keep it close like this and it's a, you know, a one-run ball game, all it takes is one swing. And yep. none, of that, none of that luck stuff matters. If you just hit it over the fence, no one's getting it. So, uh, again, I, uh, I give the – the squad a lot of credit on, on, on getting the hits they needed when they absolutely needed it yeah. when we've seen like this offense you know, you're gonna have games where you can put up eight nine runs a bunch of runs but it's like a lot of stringing singles together or doubles mm-hmm. we've seen them do that right where they put up big numbers without hitting home runs but every now and again right like you need to win a game where your offense doesn't do very much and a couple guys just go yard and yeah. that's what we've been talking about they really needed and mm-hmm. bellinger and uh mike talkman provided that today yeah uh someone in the chat said that they're listening for the first time uh, at least it, like we're watching for the first time in the chat they usually listen to the podcast form i think it was chris jones um so shout out to you chris thanks for uh joining the live chat hit the like button if you haven't uh and that's for everyone else not just chris um and also i everyone is telling me that cole Wright gave me a, a shout out <laughs> on marquee which why is that 
Cody? Because they, they reference, everyone is referencing the, the summer of Mike Tuckman. Right. So it, it is a thing now, apparently. It is a thing. I uh, mean, we're living it. We are living the summer of Mike I got to tell you, I love the summer of Mike Talkman. I'm It's one of the best summers of my life. I, I'm kind of looking forward to the fall of Mike Talkman. And when I say October. that, I mean the autumn of <laughs> the, Mike Talkman, not the, the fall Talkman. of Mike Talkman. Yeah, yeah. The autumn of, of Mike <laughs> there Talkman. You go. There you go. So, yeah, October been, Mike Talkman, like that hits yeah. different. Yeah, that yeah. All that on top of the Cubs actually giving or actually using the bit, uh, tweeting out the Talkman homer tonight. I mean, this might be. I thought one might say they acknowledged you. Yeah, one might say they acknowledged me. Another might say this might be my favorite night of the summer of the of Mike Talkman. But it's hard to beat the catch he had against St. Louis. It's hard to beat a lot of other nights because the summer of Mike Talkman has been incredible. I I just I can't I can't continue to like describe how unreal what all how unreal the things he is doing because again he was a spring training invite he signed a minor no, league contract yeah like he, he no one thought that he was going to be a major factor on this team and like whenever the this team what vegas had this team 77 and a half wins over under coming in the year teams that go over those types of projections they find players like mike talkman yeah. to come up and just yep be a lightning rod and he has been that ever since that david ross put him in the leadoff role when they went to san francisco earlier this year he has been everything and even before that he was he was playing well but he's his impact has made an even bigger difference now at the top of the lineup and just defensively like i can't i i really am not going to know how to explain yeah. to my future kids about the summer of yeah. mike talkman i mean <laughs> do we have that do we have that graphic by the way sarah of mike talkman you get that one up um, You'll explain it to them when you move to Palatine, obviously, <laughs> in his honor. So, Mike Talkman, this is his post-All-Star all break stats. If you're not uh, watching on YouTube, I will read them out for you. He's got a 363 average, 1048 OPS, which includes 425 on base and 623 slugging, 12 extra base hits, 20 RBIs, a 12.6% K rate, and a 10.3% walk rate. This is post-All-Star break, uh, so that's since July 14th for Mike Talkman. Uh yeah, it's he's he's been awesome. He's been really really well, good. Well, and and like so on the year he's got a 125 WRC yeah. plus, which is just phenomenal. As we talked about before, he's obviously playing every day because he's hitting both sides, right? He's yeah. not even been a platoon guy. And you talk about that stretch from the All-Star break. We all know this, but that is when the team needed it the most. That stretch post All Star break, like it, I don't think people forget this, right? But now we're all having fun, we're standings watching, and all this other stuff. Like that was still at the point where they were like definitely gonna sell, right? Yeah. And like Talkman and Bellinger, like these guys going on that stretch is what brought us to this point where they're adding at the deadline. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, we're, we're watching the wild card standings. We're creeping up on the Brewers in the division. Like, that's the, 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 the timing of Talkman getting in the lineup every day and performing with an OPS over 1,000 could not have been more important for this Cubs team and this 2023 season. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to obviously forget, like, Mike Talkman isn't like a rookie or anything like he's 32 years old like I a journey, journeyman yeah i mean he's had he's had good seasons i'm trying to pull up his stats. that right season here. was ni- yankees. 19 with the yankees yeah. yeah he's played parts of like this would be a sixth season in the major leagues he had a, yeah like cody mentioned a good uh season in 19 with 
um, the Yankees. So he's had some success at the big leagues. It's not like he's a um, flash-in-the-pan rookie or something that's going to fall down to earth. Uh, you know, don't want to throw, like, Frank Schwindel under the bus or anything like that. But, like, that was his first real time in the big leagues at the end of 21. Had a great last two months. And then you kind of saw him get exposed in 2022. Mike Talkman doesn't feel like that's going to happen. I think um, you know, he's a guy that, again, has had major league success. He is somewhat of like like in a way a veteran he's played in some uh, under the bright lights of new york obviously in yankee stadium um but you even watch just like the at-bats david ross has talked about this in spring training just like the professional at-bats all that other stuff um and he's come up you know he came in uh, sort of as a replacement for cody bellinger when he went down and mike talkman has just delivered for the last going on three months now um it's been like good to see i don't know if he's like he's not like an elite defensive outfielder but he's playing he's making the routine plays he's doing what he has to do to kind of you know make those plays uh he, he ran down a, a line drive earlier today that yeah. could have tied up the game i want to say um so he, he's playing fine on defense and he's uh providing at the top of the order specifically just a really good professional approach to the at-bats and he's you know, he's been asked about that before. Like we've we've asked about him or asked him about that in scrums, and he kind of doesn't put a whole lot of stock in like the whole leadoff thing, just because like he he's out of, he's even said it like you lead off one time and then you don't really lead off for the rest of the game. Um, but I think the part of that is your leadoff hitters are generally going to get the most plate appearances of anyone in uh, in your lineup, mm-hmm. and you want a guy like Mike Talkman who's going to put together really good approach uh, uh, at bats, really good plate approach when well, he's up there, and especially in this stretch since the All-Star. And that's break. a spot where, you know, even if you only lead off once a game, like that's a spot where the Cubs have had trouble filling that. So, yeah. like, what I was going to say as you were saying that, too, is, like, you also had the Cubs really searching not only for someone to occupy that leadoff spot and kind of hold it down and not, like, disrupt their game, which is kind of something that's been a concern with the guys that have been there. But they also needed another outfielder. Right. Yeah. Say it was hurt. Say has obviously struggled. He'll be back in the lineup tomorrow, but they're, you know, we're giving him a rest. And then you look at like some of the options, like Patrick Wisdom was playing right field when Say was out. Trey Mancini was playing right field. Mastroboni was playing right field. Yeah. Like it, Talkman's offense and like the defense, it's all so important, obviously, but it, it at a position where they desperately needed somebody to come in and take the reins on that role because they were trying just about everything they had in terms of their roster depth, which wasn't very good. And for them to not only have found that, but it's someone who's carrying the team at times for the last few weeks. It's just, uh, just massive for this team. Yeah, it is. It is wild to think like last year he was playing in the KBO Cubs (laughs) signed him to a minor league contract, spring training invite. Like he's earning the, the minimum. Like he's been, People talk about Jed Hoyer and some of the misses on the margin players. Eric Hosmer, obviously. Right. Uh, Trey Mancini's no longer on the team. Players like that. But he's also got, he's also made some pretty solid finds on those margins. Mike Talkman, I think, is at least Him for this Merriweather. season. Merriweather. I mean, uh, um, you know, getting Mark Leiter Jr. to stay in the organization. Um, Credit to us. On, on a non That's a non forty yeah. man roster guy all off season so that they could do whatever they needed to do roster-wise throughout the winter and then added him back on the opening day roster. Like, doing all that kind of stuff, um, you know, obviously credit to to Jed for doing that this offseason. But, like, Mike Talkman, I think right now you're looking at him and he's, like, on the the upper echelon of, like, those margin 
um, those margin pickups that have gone right for the Cubs yeah. this year, but even in the last couple of years. And you said it, Cody, like teams need this. Like mm-hmm. we feel like the Brewers find guys like this all the time. Cardinals the time. find guys like this, whether they're calling them up or it's guys that they sign, just guys that are giving them crazy performance for even a stretch of time. Like you need this, mm-hmm. right? Like guys aren't going to be able to carry the team for every single game. You're going to need not random, but like guys to step up and just the, fill that role. And Talkman has done that. The in summer states. of Mike Talkman bit started because I just was joking about, oh, he's on, he's having a, he's, he's having a good month. He's having a good like couple weeks. Uh, we'll talk about this to our kids one day when we think about think back to the 2023 Cubs or something. It, but it's been more than just a stretch. He he legitimately is a guy that you feel like you have to play every day. You just that's what it feels like and that's what it that's what's so awesome about it because like Corey just said you got to find those guys and teams like the Brewers and, and the Cardinals most years are finding guys like that and that's why we sit here all off season and we look at both those teams rosters mainly Milwaukee's in my opinion I, I see their roster every year going into the season I'm like all right they have pitching but are they gonna hit well they've somehow find dudes you know they they had a bunch of young guys come up this year but here they are right in the race and that's the thing is like they they get dudes that no one's ever heard of yeah. to to do things like what Mike Talk well, was doing for the Cubs and I I know we got to do the beer bat we got to talk about Jamison Tyone too a huge start for Jamison Tyone but just like finishing on Talkman and especially his ability to kind of lock down that leadoff spot we've talked about it a bunch but obviously since they got Jamer like you just feel so much better about that lineup. Obviously, they they needed to do more against Carrasco. The Cubs won, so like I don't really yeah. care to get into that. Carrasco has not been good, and you would have liked to see a more like solid effort against yeah, them as a whole for, sure. yeah. uh, for a guy coming in that just has not been good this season. But when you look at the lineup, just in terms of their names and their performance. Talkman being in that leadoff spot, being able to slide Nico down to the two. You've got Belly in the four. Swanson five, Candy six. Like we've seen some awful lineups from this team early in the <laughs> season. Year, yeah. And again, they didn't get it done like we would have liked tonight on the whole. But you just look at it. I mean, Jan Gomes it has been deeper. so good as as a catcher, and now you've got him hitting eighth. Yeah, you yeah. can let Madrigal like do his thing and try to stay hot coming back from the injury in the nine hole. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you just feel so much better about this Feels lineup one through nine than you did for very much of this season. Yeah. Uh I think we had a couple super chats. A, we have super chats. Also, people are saying we're not reading the chat. That is not true. There's just a lot of ch- a lot of uh, there's a lot to talk right about, now. and there's a lot of chats. I'm trying to keep up. Uh, I see you, Barb. Uh, I will not spill the beer on Ryan. And uh, I am 21, also. Barb. And Ryan is 21. Yes. Well, I'm not not 21. He's I'm, over. 21. I'm over 21. <laughs> He's over 21. Yes, I'm. He can drive me home if he has to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could. Uh, should we do the super chats while we do uh, before we do the beer bat? Sure. Um, yeah. We could do changes, the super chats while you're doing the beer. Changes two dollars. Uh, Cubs can start a lengthy winning streak tomorrow. Sounds good. Yeah, that's good. what you're hoping for, right? To win the series at least. Uh, Manual Manuel Rios five dollars. Keep wearing them shorts, Cody. Hashtag Let's Go Cubbies. Yeah, all the slander about the shorts. It's Thank, quieted down. The Cubs you, can start a lengthy win streak, but you know what is not lengthy, Cody? Shorts. <laughs> Take a look at those I, legs. I wore folks. I wore a pair that's a little bit longer than the pair the right. the pairs that I've been wearing recently. Are we doing this? But 
Yes. I do have the, I have the stopwatch as well. Ha- oh, we have, mm-hmm. we have the watch. We're gonna we have, have the watch. But perhaps well, we, we, well, we yeah, we need more than one. Yeah, just like as a backup, right? Yeah, I'll do it. Don't worry. Um, okay, so dedication time. This beer bat is for the summer of Mike Talkman. The Cubs tweeting the bit. Marquee acknowledging the bit. Uh, I'm not going to hog that much time about it, but it's pretty sick. It's going to remember this day for a while. All right. Just never going to uh, let it go. I mean, <laughs> they hired me and said, turn something into something or there whatever. Do something it. with something, whatever. You, 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 and that's what I did. You did the, did the do? Is that I, what we said I earlier? I did the thing. Yeah, they told go. me to just turn something into something, and I, that's what I did. Do okay. the do. Okay. So it's cool. Uh, all right. Here we go. Are we ready? All right, so while he's doing that. Yeah, no dead air. No dead air. Are we play-by-playing it? Again. He's, he's going. He's going. Oh, it's starting to leak. Woba for Talkman, 125 WRC+. Plus. Incredible stuff as the beer bat ends. I got 14.54. Did you lose I'm it? I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I Aww. literally exited the second into well, that. It's a good thing um, I was, was doing it, too. Yeah, yeah that's why we need it. What was it, like 12? 14.54 oh, is what 14. I got. 14.54. I don't know. Uh, I like that the chat has their own times. Yeah, they do. I think they're guessing. I spilled some on my shirt, um, and I look like I pissed my pants. So, so you said cool. three, 357 Wobo? 357 Wobo, 125 like WRC+. I myself. That's pretty good. 284, 375, 442 from Talkman. And at this point, you know, we're talking 250 plate appearances. Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is far from a small sample. Yeah. Like, if people want to talk about, like, next year or how, like, I don't know, right? Like, it, it, that's kind of where the bit is fun where it's like just enjoy the summer of Mike Talkman. I, I I don't know long term. Yeah. Again, as Ryan said, he's not, you know, some rookie, some brand new guy to the league. Um, you know, he's by next season he'll be thirty three. Yeah. Right. So like I, I don't know. He he's doing a great job in the leadoff spot. He's been exactly what this team needs for twenty twenty three. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know beyond that. We'll like see. the when vibes we get to are the great. Season we can yeah, talk. The about vibes it. are great right now. I wouldn't if worry about it. If he keeps playing like this, I could totally see the Cubs re-signing him going into next year. Outfield depth, yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, PCA is going to be in center field, but we'll you see. Know. I guess yeah. we'll see how it goes. But like <laughs> the way he's doing. Okay, how about this? The way he's playing right now, if he keeps it up, he's definitely going to um, have forced his name into that potential plan for what the outfield could look like next year sure. i think i think if he keeps playing like this he's definitely going to have a shot at um re-signing with the cubs but even if he's not with the cubs like there's going to there's gonna be teams out there that see what he did this year if he continues it um and want him to be a part of their outfield even if it's not even if it's like a fourth outfielder type situation which is kind of what it looked like it was going to be once bellinger came back and you know obviously things have changed a little bit um but he's played well and you know i i wouldn't I would probably say I, with confidence that he'll be on a major league roster next year on opening day Absolutely. if he continues to play like this because he's been, he's been good. Yeah. Uh, how, how far are we into the show, sir? 22 minutes? 22. Um, 23 minutes. We got 353 people watching, 106 likes. Make that make sense. Hit the like button. We got another, another super, super chat. chat. Captain Morgan 85. How much longer <laughs> before we get a summer of Mike Talkman shirt? Oh, man. <laughs> I, stay tuned. I stay tuned. I don't know. Maybe. We don't know. There's, it, I'll say this much. There, there has been some ideas thrown around. That's all I can say. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Well. So we did the, talk, the Talkman. <laughs> Jameson Tyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, I'll say this much about Jameson Tyone. I know we were all sitting here in May, April, May, June, and we were – 
dogging on the front office for, you know, signing this guy instead of, I don't know, Nathan Evaldi. I know that was kind of my thing because Evaldi yeah, was, was cheaper. You. And he's – I don't know if he's falling off here in the second half, but he's definitely put, he definitely put himself in the ALSI young race for a little bit. Um, and – He's on listen, the he, Yeah. And <laughs> listen, Tyone – I, for for him as a person, I'm just happy that he has gotten back to some sort of form of being something. Right? Tonight was probably his best start since the Yankees start, as, as far as going deep into games. He's yeah. been fine of late. His last start was, it was a roller coaster. I think he got away with giving up more runs because the Reds just didn't execute, or I don't know what they were able to do. I was in the stands when that game happened, but. For me, watching in the ballpark, that one was kind of a roller coaster. But you know, before that though, he's had, he's had, he's been better. He's he's kept the Cubs in the game while he's had starts in April, May, and June that were just awful. I mean, I remember Corey, me and you sitting in your seats against the Orioles, and that game was pretty much over after like the second or third inning because yep. he he the Orioles pounded him. Right? Um, he has gotten back to a point to where. This looks more like what we saw with him with the Yankees last year. And if he is able to do more of this tonight, I know it's the Mets. I know that, like, the biggest threats in their lineup are Lindor and Alonzo. And, you know, they have a bunch of young guys. I, Francisco Alvarez is someone that I really like. He's one of the best rookies this year. Like, I wouldn't say that they went up, that he went up against a bad, like, an atrocious lineup. It, it, is it the best lineup he's seen all year? Absolutely not. But – if he can give performances anywhere close to something like this the rest of the year, you're feeling really good about the Cubs rotation going into October if they get in. And all I can say is, if, as well as if he keeps this up, it makes you feel better about the rotation going into 2024. Because if this was an all, if April, May, and June was a, a full year problem, or if it turned into a full-year problem, we would have so many other issues and a lot of money to pay to a guy that's not yeah. doing anything. So well, for me, I feel I'm happy for him as just like a person because I know that I'm sure he wasn't happy that he was giving up all those runs. But I'm also just happy to see him go through that adversity and you know get back to just being a quality pitcher. I, yeah. I mean, to, that's that. To me, that's fun to watch. It makes you feel good about the guy because at the end of the day, they are human beings. So that that's from my perspective. I'm just glad that he is getting back to that point, like where he was with the Yankees yeah. last year. And, I mean, we talked about a lot when the, when the struggles were bad earlier in the year, like they need to get this figured out because it's a four-year deal, right? So yeah. whatever the ramifications for 2023 – Obviously, early in the season, we weren't really sure how this was all going to go. You needed to get it figured out because you have him for a few years. And as you said, Cody, like him not being good and you having uh, being on the hook for that money creates problems going forward. Right. So that's important. But I think like I know we have a graphic for like his last several starts. But before we get to that, like they needed this start, Mm -hmm. like from a narrative perspective, putting the numbers aside. And I know it's not easy to just say hey, we need a big start from you tonight, right? Like, there's so much that goes into this, but they needed that badly. After that, you know, the last week that they've had, you had some short starts over the weekend. You had, you know, Smiley kind of eat it and wear it on Monday, but you have a long, like, rain-delayed game. You have different guys getting used. You had your high-leverage relievers really used uh, in Saturday, Sunday against the Braves. You needed a big start here. 
after the loss. You would have been staring at a series loss here to the Mets. Now you have the opportunity to win the series with Kyle Hendricks on the mound tomorrow. So, like, we'll dig into some of the numbers because for the last, like, at least seven starts, I think, Tyone has been pretty good, like, real good. Uh, But they needed a start like this to eat innings, to save the bullpen, and to just give the team a winnable game. That was the, the frustrating thing about Smiley on Monday is that even though it wasn't the worst start we've ever seen, right, from a Cubs pitcher, you felt like he was pushing them out of the game. They tried to come back after it was 3-1. to one. He gives up another homer, and it just felt like he was making it difficult for the offense mm-hmm. to kind of stay in that game. They needed Tyone to go out there tonight and deliver exactly the start that he gave him that was a huge moment for him and one the team desperately desperately needed yeah no totally i yeah jameson tyone was he he delivered when they needed him to as you said um yeah we have that graphic the last six starts for jameson tyone he's five and oh two one seven era that's my area one point oh one eight whip (laughs) 30 strikeouts, 10 walks, so three to uh, yeah, three to one strikeout to walk ratio in that time. Um, the Cubs were actually six and zero in his starts during that stretch, whereas his first 14 they were two and 12. I know that was a number yeah. that was thrown around a lot about Tyone. Which start is also year. crazy, as you say that he has a winning record. Yeah, he has on the seven, year. I don't care about pitcher <laughs> wins and losses, but that's crazy. He has Luke seven Stuckmeyer and six. Does. Um, <laughs> Good for Luke. Luke totally does. He's seven and six. He's gotten his ERA down to 5.17 when it was uh, as high as 8.10 on May 20th. Um, so he's yeah he's turned his season around. He's not throwing gems out there every single time. I think that you know that New York start was still his best. This is probably his second best. But he's going out and giving this team a chance to win. Um, you mentioned how today specifically you know the bullpen's been used a lot right here at the end of a long stretch of games without. Um, a day off for the Cubs, and they've used a lot of those uh, high leverage guys a lot lately. Yeah, in some of these wins, um, so they yeah they they needed Jamison Tyone to go deep in this game to pitch efficiently um, to give them a chance to win. Quality start it was necessary, like from the jump, um, and he delivered. He's been yeah he's, he's turning a season around, and you know he he absolutely had a bad first half of the year for the most part. Like that's there's no denying how that he did not have a good first half of the year um but the way i always looked at it it was like marcus stroman had a bad first half of the year last year um john lester had a very up and down whole first year of his cubs tenure i want to say you darvish kind of the same thing like you know sometimes guys go to a new team sign big contracts um get into a new uh, uh, uh pitching system that you know it, it doesn't always they don't always start off on the right foot and i thought um, you know, Tyone obviously wasn't good, but I also thought he was kind of counted out a little too fast. And, you know, people felt how they felt, whatever. Uh, but he, he's he been a lot better in the last six starts, starting with that outing in, uh, against the Yankees. Hey, I guess he likes pitching in New York because it's his second-best outing in, in Queens. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey. Um, no, so he, he's, he's been better, a lot better, this last six starts. Um, for the Cubs' sake, like that, that needs to extend the rest of yeah. the season. Now that they're in this stretch run, they got Stroman still on the IL uh, and not pitching well the last few times out, so they obviously have to hope he turns things around. Smiley's got to start to figure some things out, or if they eventually move Smiley out of the rotation, um, whoever they bring in is going to have to step up. But, like, 
all that notwithstanding, Jameson Tyone has to be consistently good down this stretch run. He's been that the last six starts. That needs to – if the Cubs want to win the division, win the wild card, you know, make the playoffs, like they're going to need Jameson Tyone, who was their big money pitcher addition. They need him to be good. Well, and I think especially, you know, obviously – and I think we said this on Sunday, like Stroman coming back and being Marcus Stroman is – probably the most important thing for, for this sure. pitching staff I, I think that's you know not something that talked about that last night yeah it's not yeah. something that really needs to be said like duh right <laughs> like you need him to come and not pitch the way he did those like six or so starts before he went on the IL that's so important but Tyone continuing to pitch like this continuing this good stretch and again whether he's like great like whatever right just not what he was in the beginning allowing the Cubs to win the games in the games that he's starting um, you know, if he can keep that ERA under three in this stretch, like, yeah, great, right? Mm-hmm. But it's so important because you've seen Drew Smiley struggle. Kyle Hendricks has been very hit or miss since he's came back. He's spun some really good, like, vintage Kyle Hendricks starts, and he's gotten knocked around a bit, like that mm-hmm. start against the Braves, right? So with Stroman on the IL, with Smiley very much up in the air, with Hendricks kind of up in the air, if Tyone was also up in the air – you have some yeah. real questions about this pitching staff. And I don't know that those questions have been completely answered because Tyone still needs to keep doing this and Stroman needs to come back and be healthy. But we need somebody to take the pressure off of Justin Steele, right? Justin Steele is already, I believe, over his career high innings, uh, you know, peak in his major league career, right? So that's not to say that I expect him to fade, but him being the only reliable pitcher, while Marcus Stroman is on the IL. And again, before he hit the IL, Stroman was not reliable. That's not going to work. That's not going to carry you through September, and it's certainly not going to work in the playoffs. So we need to continue to see this from Tyone, but Mm. very important that somebody other than Justin Steele stepped on that mound and delivered a really, really good start. And if he can keep that going forward, it really does kind of calm down some of those concerns you might have about what this rotation looks yeah. like as we kind of get into this playoff stretch for real. Yeah. I'm convinced that Jamison Tyone started pitching better because he started going to Hooters. That's my – don't <laughs> let the facts get in the way of a good story. I'm convinced. Maybe. Yeah, I guess there's no way to really confirm or deny that. Yeah, one. I'm sure he started going to Hooters because he's like, I need to get those wings. I got to get those $6 drinks because I got to, you know, I got to feel right before the, before the start, you know. That's fair. So, if you want to feel good like Jamison Tyone – Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to the plate for their world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day. Check out their seafood specials. $19.83 for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. Hooters is celebrating 40 years in the business all year long in honor of the anniversary on the 4th of Every month, Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings, as Luke Stuckmeyer would say. 83-cent wings and other great specials. Hooters! Check it out. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. um, You know what goes good with Hooters is Shady Rays. (laughs) Absolutely. When you're eating your wings, you can have your sunglasses on, and you're just vibing, baby. Just vibing. Yeah. Shady Shady Rays. We love Shady Rays here. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. 
Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any right expensive pair we've worn. I was going to Cor- put them over my other glasses. You should have, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Corey's got them on if you're watching the YouTube. Uh, Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's CHGO. 50% 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I look uh, pretty good. Yeah, you that look, was, th- those are your new ones, You right? do look really good. Yeah, it's my second pair of Shady Raids. And as I told you guys, I can't see anything because they don't have my, I didn't get my prescription lenses put in them yet. But I, lo- I feel like I look good this look way. Cool. I can't see that way, but you know. You look like Luke when he does the Maverick. Like that—that that is you actually right now. Yeah, Hold you do. You are giving Except off like Maverick thirty vibes. to forty years younger. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we got one hundred fifty-nine likes. How many people watching, Sarah? Three sixty-two. Make it make sense. Hit the <laughs> like button so it makes sense. Uh, I wanted to mention Aberdazale tweeted a half hour ago. Back in the W column. Dot dot cubbies and then like the, what is this the, this emoji? That's my favorite emoji. It's like the. The chef's like kiss. The chef. Chef's yeah. kiss. Okay. Yeah. Chef's yeah. kiss. Like chef's it. kiss the emoji. Beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. I, I, I already beautiful, loved Aberdazzle because he loves being a cub and he makes that very well known on social media. Is he's very big on social media, Cubs Twitter. But I mean, we kind of talked about him a little bit in that first segment. But again, for him to come in there, even though he gave up that leadoff hit, and then still, you know, get the double play, get the ground ball, field it, and then you know, not heave it in the outfield, all that, like. Him and Merriweather were great tonight, I thought. Merriweather, clutch, and you got into a little bit of trouble, got out of it, gets the ground ball to Nico, as in uh, Merriweather. And uh, those guys guys have just been clutch during over the stretch and just honestly all season, even when times were bad in the few games that the Cubs would win when times were bad. Like, they were a big part of it. And, you know, like you were talking – like we were talking about with – Talkman being like one of those marginal players that has like made a huge impact on this team. Merriweather, I mean, he has to be like the biggest addition to this bullpen at this point. I mean, I know Leiter has been that reverse splits guy and has been great too, but he was with the team last year and we this this was the first podcast first Cubs podcast that was defending the guy. We, <laughs> Actually, we, man, even, we manifested Cubs podcast. It's just it's anyone, just anyone who defended him in general. We we yeah. manifested this 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 season for Mark Leiter Jr. Yeah. Merriweather, on the other hand, it's like no one knew what we were gonna get out of him. And after the first few appearances, we we're like, Oh, this isn't this doesn't look great and yeah. he's just become I mean, mainstay. really, really, I mean, it was only his first when he gave up five earned runs and two thirds on April second against Milwaukee. Since then, he's pitched. He's pitched in forty-seven games, two seven four ERA. Like he's yeah. 
this you know opponents you have go, a 629 OPS. And I, I, I'm looking at we're all just looking at samples here basically, but last seven games, nine and a third, one run allowed, just seven hits. That's a sub one ERA yeah. for Julian Merriweather. Just been, been absolutely great to go along with lighter. And you know this is one of those things we said like. This Cubs front office has been hesitant to invest big money in relievers. It's just not something they love to do as a sort of large scale strategy. Obviously, in you know, you go back to Theo, they made a a big trade to win the World Series in 2016. You guys remember that? People people forget that. People forget that. Um, Mm -hmm. But they they kind of bank a lot on their ability to find guys tinker with them or help them regain their form and move stuff around and it looked rocky early in the year right but they moved guys around you've got Fulmer now doing really well in a different role kind of putting out fires earlier in the game and you have a back end of the bullpen that you pretty much cobbled together right and a big credit to, I think, Alzali in particular, but I think Mark Leiter Jr. as well. And, like, Merriweather did it tonight, but it's Leiter and Alzali more often than not. Them stepping up into high-leverage roles, pitching yeah. high leverage, especially as we're now literally in a playoff race, that's not easy to do. And that is not the role that I think either of them would have necessarily anticipated, mm-hmm. especially Alzali. Like, Alzali a few years ago is a starter. <laughs> He's kind of coming into this season, probably looking at being a multi-inning sort of like weapon type thing. For those guys to come into this role and occupy an eighth and ninth inning, high leverage, lockdown end of the bullpen, like a lot of credit to them because that is not an easy role to just be, have thrust upon you and for them to perform this way. As our guy, Dr. Brendan Miller tweeted, Edward Azulay of all MLB relievers leads the National League in walk per nine. So he is not putting guys on base for free. And you look at his overall numbers, like a 2.49 ERA, just incredible on this season. His conversion percentage on saves, if it's at 15, last save, I think it was like his uh, 14th out of 15 chances or whatever it was the other day that um, he converted. And it was like top four or five uh, in the entire major leagues among like as far as conversion rate for like guys that have gotten at least five opportunities or 15 opportunities. Like, yeah. He, as for the guys that are getting as many save opportunities as he has, he has been converting them at an elite level. And, yeah, you mentioned – I mean, that last year, prior to the injury, like there was still discussion about Adbert Ozilai maybe going into 2022 as, like, fighting for a rotation spot. And obviously that didn't happen. He's gotten this new role. He's moved roles just in this season alone. And he's been lights out. He's yeah. been great. <laughs> Let's go. The Rockies are, just took the lead. We are watching the Brewers and Rockies. Yes. yes. The chat, is, so the chat is talking about the Rockies and Brewers. So I brought it. Put old up friend. The old friend. Andrew Schaefen, Andrew Schaefen walking Schaefen, in a run. Helping the Cubs out. Walking of, in a of, run, huh? Walking in uh, Vanessa Hudgens' uh, fiance or husband. Mm-hmm. No outs. Say something nice about Cole Tucker. Thank you. In this, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's still it's still top of the four pitch walk. So we no got to yeah. see how that Rockies unfolds. Rockies just took a four four so, three lead. So what I was saying, but about the bullpen, Adbert's been great. Mark Leiter Jr. has been pretty solid the entire season. Julian Merriweather, um, out, honestly, outside of that first appearance, the beginning of the year has been really good all year. Uh, Michael Fulmer has found his role. Like he didn't succeed as a closer. Uh, to start the season, but he's 
been pretty solid as like the guy that just kind of comes in and puts out fires. He did that on was that Sunday or Saturday, whatever day yeah. that was that he came in and and closed the door on a pretty sticky situation. Um, and you know, I, Brad Boxberger, we talked about it. You mentioned him a little lightheartedly earlier, but like he was a solid reliever for the Brewers the last couple of years. Like I, he hasn't pitched since May thirteenth, and he had wasn't good for the Cubs prior to that. But if he you know, this time off, he's been in Arizona for a while, maybe he's healthy. If he can come in and provide just solid innings for them down the stretch, he doesn't have to be a high-leverage reliever for them, but if he could come in and just provide solid innings in whatever role they kind of put him in, whatever um, innings they put him in, like then you have another good you know, veteran guy who's kind of uh, you know, with some experience and in and, and the high-leverage roles. Like that – would provide a boost for the Cubs bullpen, which a lot of these guys are being used a lot. I'm not saying Brad Boxberger is going to come in and do that, but if he does, like that is going to provide some relief for the relievers who are getting used a lot. Yeah, and I mean, look, we've discussed David Ross a lot, and there's a lot of ins and outs to that, but one of the things that at times it was frustrating to me last year, even though the Cubs had, you know, were not really trying to win games, <laughs> credit to David Ross for trying to figure out the best way to use some of these guys, right? There there were times last year, and he still does it now, where you would kind of ask the question of why are they sending this guy back out there, right? Why is this guy doing a second inning? Why is this guy going back out for another inning to try to get more outs? And you see the kind of payoff of that. David Ross tried a lot of things in those down mm-hmm. years where the Cubs winning games was not really important no matter you know you always want them to win but like realistically it was not important they tried some stuff right they put Mark Leiter Jr. in tough situations they stopped starting him to see if he could be a weapon out of the bullpen they removed Adbert Azali from being a starter they tried him as a three inning reliever as a one inning reliever etc etc and it was frustrating at times but then you kind of come into a season like this and you kind of see like the payoff of that of like hey we put these guys through the paces to Mm -hmm. see where they could sink or swim and now we have an idea of hey Michael Fulmer's struggling and we wanted him to be the closer who can do this job and David Ross and Tommy Hadovy feel like they had some knowledge of hey who can we move around to do these jobs it's I guess in this season you remember when I, I remember in the offseason I told everyone the one thing you don't have to worry about with going into 2023 was the bullpen and for a, while, uh, guess, for a while there, it didn't. For a look. while, it didn't look like it because I, I, I came on here and was like, "I'm sorry, I was wrong." <laughs> uh, it just took them a little bit longer, and uh, and the only reason that I thought I was wrong was because in pre the last handful of years, the Cubs have figured out they the walked bullpen. in another run. They walked in another run. <laughs> they brought in a new pitcher, and he walked in a run. <laughs> shout out to the Rockies. Shout out to DMVR Rockies. Do the Rockies have someone who can close this game, though? I, I, I just oh, probably I not. But, oh, wait, uh, what, I, I think they do. I, I think we'll still name. be on the air. So, but like, you know, hold anyway, on. <laughs> what I was saying is, in previous years, it it seemed like Ross and Hadavi and, and all of them were able to figure out the bullpen roles fairly quickly, at least by the end of April, even though the teams weren't good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year. It, Honestly, I don't feel like they figured out the bullpen until June. And that's when the, the number, like the, the bullpen numbers started to show. Uh, they had one of the best, they were one of the best bullpens in baseball in June, and it's only continued as time has gone on. And listen, I, I, I like the way that, <laughs> my, my, my Apple Watch is going off. I don't know fine. why. I like the way that they, 
I like the way that they are trying to build their bullpen from within and, and bringing in these, like, I guess you could call them marginal guys, but somehow turning them into high leverage dudes. I'd rather them spend money on position players or starting pitching. Give the money to Cody Bellinger. Yeah. That? I'd rather them give that money to guys who are going to play every day and either hit homers or lead off, whatever. I would rather them do that. Um, if they if they really can keep this type of churning in and out of guys in the bullpen year in and year out, you're really setting yourself up for a lot of success down yeah. the road, not only just this, the rest of this year and the last few years, but yeah. even down the road and, and what's supposed to be real competitive postseason-type teams. Because well, the I, expectations will surely be higher next year. Yeah, and I know I know that they, as far as bullpen goes, don't want to spend a lot of money on relievers. And at some point, they want to have at least a majority of that bullpen just kind of being you know replaced by internal guys, right? Like young guys come up, get their feet wet and lower leverage, and are eventually able to just kind of move into those high leverage roles i mean that's was the goal of this whole pitching infrastructure overhaul that is still the goal for them is to have a pitching staff that's like their guys went through their system and are, are you know know the cubs way quote unquote i don't know how what else to say um that is still their goal going into this <laughs> year walked another one there you go walked another one. <laughs> oh my god three in a row going where, into this year <laughs> where were you when the brewers imploded going into this year they had <laughs> You know, they brought in Fulmer and Boxberger, and I talked about this way earlier in the year that when you keep just kind of piecing together bullpens like this, you don't have a ton of guys with long track record of success. You're going to go through those struggles of trying to find the roles. You're going to go through those struggles where the bullpen doesn't look as good as you hoped it would. But then you start to get into the season. You go through, you, you take your lumps, you go through the struggles with the bullpen guys. You eventually, I guess, hopefully find the roles, and then you start to see the fruits of that labor this is what the Cubs have been at all year like yes the first most of the two months most of the first two months was them trying to figure out the right roles for most of their bullpen guys because it was uh, pieced together mostly and you saw how much that bullpen had struggled for a lot of that once they got those roles set Julian Merriweather's pitching great in high leverage. Mark Letter Jr. is good in high leverage. Edward Alzali is emerging as a real closer. Like yep. Once you went through all those struggles to find the right roles, then you see the dividends of that. Would you obviously have liked to see that happen way sooner in the year? Would you have liked them to have figured out the roles like the third or fourth week of April? Of course. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But now you're seeing once they got that those roles figured out, now you're seeing mm-hmm. uh, just kind of how... Yes, it's a, it's a process, but this is like the results of going through that process. You're seeing guys step up and pitch very well in the roles they have now. Well, and I love, I mean, I, I you know, I, I've been tweeting a lot of gifts of it, but like my favorite thing after these wins is seeing Adbert's reaction to locking it down. He's big on the, the underhanded like fist, fist pump. pump, right? Yeah. Tonight he was doing this. I don't know if that was, like, something at the Mets crowd or what, but, like, he was, like, clapping on his glove or pointing to his watch. I couldn't really tell, but I loved it, right? Like, I love the energy. I love – he – I love – I love Adbert because he'll tweet, like, the most positive, like, inspiring, like, motivational quote in the morning or, like, after the game. Great team win from the Cubbies. Like, believing in yourself is everything. But then after he gets the save, he's just, like, screaming, you know, like, it's the best. It's the best energy 
Big Al's like he's easy, Big Al's to, like easy uh, definitely easy to to love, yeah. honestly. And uh, you know, that's kind of like the pros of you know being able to follow athletes on social media because you get to you get to see like that that side of them. You yeah. Know? And uh, yeah, so uh, Rockies now lead six to three. If no one knows, we have a few super chats. We'll get to them after the ads. Uh, I love how many people in the chat are following scoreboard watching scoreboard as well watching. yeah i love you it guys i was getting is... like shamed for scoreboard watching during the game because no. i like quote tweeted the dmvr rockies the here and it's just like it's august we're scoreboard watching man i like to enjoy my scoreboard watching with a goose island beer well I, I do too and i have something i have more to say about goose island as well but like speaking to the chat like watching the thing this is what we're all here for absolutely you know what i mean we're together doing this because we're the type of people who are scoreboard watching in august like that's what we've been waiting <laughs> what for we do cubs have not been playing good baseball for years i missed scoreboard watching i missed like watching julian merriweather in that eighth inning get out of that with the runners on and like trying to pitch out of that jam i missed that you know what i mean yeah so yeah, we missed that. But as you said, want to talk to you guys. You guys know you just watch Cody drink it out of the beer bat. Goose Island Beer Company is Chicago's beer since 1988, and they are big supporters of CHDO. Goose Island has an incredible beer roster, the Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, my favorite, the 312 Wheat Ale, also what you saw in the beer bat tonight. Uh, I had seconds. a delicious <laughs> Thanks ice cold 312 <laughs> All week, really, but the one that stands out was Sunday. It was a little rainy at Wrigley Field, but that 312 just hits different. Full Pocket Pilsner, the everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking. I believe that is Dr. Brendan Miller's favorite on the Goose Island beer roster. He can confirm Uh, in the chat. If I I can speak for him. Uh, you can grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. If you if you go to uh, the brew house on Clybourne specifically, you got to get the Smash Burger. It's delicious. I had that. They had oh, fried nice. pickles. You pair that with whatever beer is is to your liking. Again, I'm a three one two man. Always. You can't beat that meal over in Lincoln Park. It's the best. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. You know, I always say this. I've been telling people this for the last eight years. Nothing goes good with beer like college, guys. Students are just like you, full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms. Go back to a school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employees for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education, faculty, will bring you real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. We, they offer career support and academic resources for adult students looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program. Lewis has the right program for you. Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success from criminal justice data science computer science so if you want to steal jed hoyer's job you can get into that if you want to be trevor bauer's lawyer you can get into criminal justice 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just going all over the place with this. Uh, <laughs> Let's bring that one back in. <laughs> I, I, he was the only person I could think of in the moment. Uh, computer science, uh, business analytics, a lot more, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. There you go. We head to the bottom of the 10th, 7-3 to three now, Rockies. Seven to three. I swear if they can't hold a four-run lead, mm-hmm. come on. With that, if they can't that, hold it, I'm, yeah. if they can't oh, hold wow. it, I'm tweeting at Susie Hunter and blaming her for the loss. <laughs> do we have a couple more Super we Chats? We have a handful have of Super out? Chats here. Uh... Let's go with Manuel Rios. Uh, and well, yeah. I think he's talking about Tyone. He needs to trust his sweeper more as his put-away pitch. I need the pitch doctor to comment on this because I don't. I don't I know. Mean, if he, is he talking about Tyone? I think yes. he's talking about Tyone. Okay. Yes, I think that was from earlier. Yeah, uh, probably, yeah, yeah, I mean, Brendan would certainly be the guy to ask with that. But, you know, that was part of they. You know, I think, you know, you that would talk early, to him. Yeah, that training. was part of you know, kind of those early struggles is the Cubs tinkered with his repertoire and tried to add things. And, you know, sometimes, uh, and, you know, I think Brendan has given credit to some of the guys. I'm blanking on exactly who it is, and he's going to kill me for forgetting this. He's in the chat, so he's going to answer. Somebody on this roster has added pitches in, like, record time, like in the way they've been able to implement (laughs) those pitches Mm -hmm. Brendan's always impressed with. I, I don't remember. But Tyone, sometimes that stuff, t- stuff takes time, right? And it mm-hmm. leads to struggles with your other pitches, your mechanics, things like that. And that was part of, you know, what you were talking about earlier, Ryan, with Tyone is like, especially because he's on a four-year deal, sometimes you need a little bit of patience, right? Like you didn't come in and ask him to necessarily be the guy he was in New York. You tried to make him better. And sometimes that is a process that yeah. takes a little bit to really get to where you need it to be. So... Uh, yeah, uh, you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's a really good pitch, and and yeah. he's gonna have to you know continue to to kind of lock everything in. Uh, the other super chat from Baseball Junkie. It's feel I feel like he's always sending a super chat. So thank you again, Baseball Junkie. Hey Chicago, what do you say? Talk to talk talk over October. October, yeah, October. There you go. Might just replace Halloween on the north side this fall. Shout out to the best damn sports show, period. Hey, appreciate you, Baseball Junkie. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yes, we are the best show on the internet every night, um, in my biased opinion. Win Um, or lose. Win or lose. Still the best show. Still the best show. (laughs) Uh, Our other good friend, Fernando, $1.99, Cubs, CHGO, and scoreboard watching, hashtag vibes. It is a vibe. There you go. And, yes, I agree. It's fun to sit here and talk, like, scoreboard watch and – dream about you know the like the future and postseason and all this it's just it's so much more fun than thinking about the future and next season you know what i mean and at this point yeah you think about like and you know i was at wrigley last week for that whole uh homestand and it really felt like a playoff atmosphere Mm -hmm. and i I, you know i kind of like thought about it and there really hasn't been that at wrigley since 2019 this late in the season like you had the 2020 season they technically didn't make the playoffs in that shortened season but there were no fans you know 2021 they uh sold at the trade deadline last year they were pretty much out of it by may so you gotta go back to like yeah 2019 for like and a playoff race when 2019 fell apart yeah in what like mid-september yeah. so that didn't really even get all it the way there all the way i there. told you he would be listening brendan said it was fulmer who I think started implementing different yes. stuff. There you go. Uh, and yeah, said like as a result with Tyone of using the sweeper that he kind of lost the feel of some other pitches. It's fastball. But yeah, yeah, work in progress. Yeah. I, so, yeah. I knew it was Michael Fulmer. He's get, Brendan's going to be blowing up my phone. Like, how He's, could you forget that? I say it every episode. How could you, you forget mad at you? That? 
Yeah, so 2019 is really the first time you're getting this, this, you know, into August, um, where playoffs and a playoff atmosphere at Wrigley Field seem possible. Um, yeah, so scoreboard watching is, like, more than okay. I think, I think uh, Jared, our guy Jared, tweeted uh, maybe on Sunday if David Ross is scoreboard watching. Um, or that he had right, been asked right. about scoreboard watching. And uh, I think that's just where we're at in the season right now. It's like, yeah, there's a long way to go. You still got to win a lot of baseball games. But you're also looking at where you're stacking up in the division, where you're stacking up in the wild card race. Like, you got to know. You got to. When didn't watch, David right? Ross say, like, when we're in it, I do? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, when we're, when we're like possibly a playoff team, I am scoreboard course, watching. Right? <laughs> we got one out. We got one Everybody, out. One out. Also, okay. shout out to our our old old pal Michael Collada, the Godfather, in the chat. Godfather will make you an offer you can't refuse. Hit the like button. We're at one ninety seven. So Can we hit two hundred before the end. Of the I show? know that the we're like you know sort of nearing the hour mark. The vibes are good. We might just go four hours tonight. I don't know. We didn't run <laughs> uh, that by our producer Sarah, ahead. but you I don't know, think just our throwing producer it out there. Corey will um, sit here on the show by himself. I <laughs> you know like it. I, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a good sign. <laughs> that we're able to talk about so many big performances on a night like tonight and not really even mention Cody Bellinger, right? right? Who hit another home run. It won for four in this game tonight, but just absurd what he is doing out there. A 150 WRC plus. He's hitting 330, you guys. Like, and this yeah. is a one for four tonight, so his average went down. Yeah. Like, 330. It's absurd. He's, yeah. he's been awesome. Me and Brendan actually We're waiting to the end of the show to talk about Bellinger. Yeah. Like, that's Which, what says a lot about yeah. the game itself. Absolutely, Me and yeah. Brendan actually put out an article. Because he's kind of obvious, right? Oh, we got two outs? On allchgo.com. Chat's throwing two outs yep, to two everybody. Outs. Two trying, everybody. To, trying to plug my article here. Sorry. Guys. Plug me the and article. Bre- me and Brendan put out a, an article on allchgo.com about Cody Bellinger. <laughs> what makes Cubs Cody Bellinger such a dangerous hitter? Go check it out on allchgo.com. Um, you know, if you like graphs, Brendan threw a few of them in there. Uh, got quotes. Talked to, um, you know, obviously Bellinger and, and David Ross. Uh, also the Cubs hitting coach, Dustin Kelly. Um, some good stuff in there and, and taking a look at why Cody Bellinger has been so good this year. Mm-hmm. I recommend it, obviously. No bias. Um, <laughs> but, yes, Cody Bellinger doing all the research and the stats, the situational hitting, um, the heat maps that Brendan has in there. It's like he's really really good at hitting this year and there's not very many clear ways for other teams to attack Cody Bellinger because it seems to be he's even if they make an adjustment to him he's making that adjustment right back very quickly which is something we talk about is is a constant in baseball no matter how you know how much of a veteran you are in this game Teams are still going to try to adjust to you, and you're still going to have to be be able to make those adjustments back. Yeah. Um, Cody Bellinger does that easily, and that's why he's been among the top hitters in baseball this year. Christian Yelich has grounded out because he stopped stealing signs and now sucks again. Rockies seven, Brewers three, Cubs one and a half games back. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. So I think there, I'm not, there's there's probably still some West Coast games going on, but as it stands right now, Cubs are. One and a half games behind the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, and they've jumped the Reds. Right? Is that correct? Yeah, they correct? should be. They should correct? be in the final wild card spot based off percentage points right now. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. Right. They're percentage points ahead of the Reds. Yes. Yes. So uh, three behind the Phillies and three and a half behind the Giants. 
So those go, are your man. standings as we probably go to sleep <laughs> yeah, tonight. Yeah, scoreboard watching, that's that's what you got to watch. Absolutely. Finishing on like Bellinger, like 13th highest wins above replacement. Uh, excuse me, WRC plus of position players, 17th in war. You know, I mean, there's just not that much that you can really say about the guy. And that's all while playing multiple positions, right? I think his defensive overall rating would be higher if you're looking at some of those advanced metrics if they weren't asking him to play multiple positions, yeah, right? Yeah. But he's been in center. He's been at first. He's been DH at times. Like, just just incredible. And, yeah, yeah it does speak to what the Cubs – did tonight and the performances they're getting from some other guys that are like and I guess it also speaks to what Cody Bellinger is doing that it's like yeah obviously Cody did something <laughs> tonight we don't need to talk about it right away we can highlight some of the other guys mm-hmm. right uh, uh, because I just don't know what else to say about Cody no it's Bellinger. it's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's we're saying amazing. now is what we've been able to say about him for the last Two, month now yeah month right. and a half. Um, should we make that a quick cr- transition into who you got because I think I based guess. on who got picked Cody Bellinger is the winner yeah, Luke didn't send in a pick. I don't know if that's going to hurt him in the long run. But Ryan went with Belly. I went with Hat because of the bit. Brendan went with Nico because it's Brendan. And uh, Corey went with Candyman. Two hits from Candyman tonight. But not a home run. Oh, you didn't hit a home not run. Not a home run in a one-run game. You got to defer yeah. to yeah. I will, right. you know, yeah. big of us to just hand it over. I will take the victory I know Luke Stuckmeyer would sit here and, 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 and fight you out. Um, Saying that his guy like took twelve pitches in yeah, the yeah, bat or something. Yeah. Big of us to just yeah. Hand and it I to think uh, I think it was our guy Mike Dubs in the chat right now. The Angels are leading the uh, Giants, the aforementioned Giants, who are currently number one in those NL wildcard stands. Four to three, only the fifth inning. So after we sign off here, uh, if you want to continue to scoreboard watch, you got a few more innings of that one. But hey, anytime. The, mm-hmm. the teams in this race are losing. That's going to be something we're looking at. The goal is to win the division, right? I don't think yes. that needs to be said. Yeah. You're a game and a half out. You host a wild I am violently sick of the Milwaukee Brewers screwing their way to this division title. So we're winning the division. But it's nice to have backups. It's good to have yeah. options. Well, it right? just feels better when you win the division, too. Then I can talk all the trash, even more trash, to Cardinal fans. And to like the 10 Brewers fans that exist on Twitter because uh you know they're we we fill their ballpark when the Cubs go there so you know I'm just saying it, more trash talk I love it especially when it favors me yeah because uh, as, so, as, as I've said I do, I no do one holds before, a grudge like I, I know we have a couple things to plug but I saw David uh Snyder in the chat uh saying this so I do just want to say it because we are we are reading the chat talking about just like Morell struggling for the last like seven games or so Madrigal um you know not hitting as well I, I don't I I it's it's a work in progress, right? I don't even think Morell's struggling. In you know? my no, it's just like literally seven games, yeah. right? Like, and just I think an over tonight, um, third base, and like how they're positioning everybody is something they're they're going to continue to work on. But especially with Morell, you know, he's twenty three years old. He's showing a lot of really good signs. He's had some really professional at bats, even yeah. in games where he is not hitting homers or even getting hits at all. He's taking walks, which is yeah. a really nice sign. And as far as Madrigal, right? Like, you know, he's come back from injury. He was really hot when he came back. And he's still a guy that just does not have a ton of plate appearances at the MLB level. So they're going to continue to get these guys looks. As we go into August and September, right? Like, Things are going to get put in a vice, right? Guys are going to have to perform or they're going to get moved to a different role, like with, say, a Suzuki, right? But at the same time, like, you're going to have to be a little more patient than, like, hey, yeah. this guy's struggling for five or six games, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Because ultimately, like, there's not 
perfect options that they have behind him. You can put Candy at third and Belly at first and talk in center, but then, you know, mm-hmm. are you putting Saya back out in right field every night? That's clearly not something they want to do right now. So yeah. work in progress. They'll figure it My out. My two cents. Morell, yes, he struck out twice tonight. Struck out last night because of a stupid umpire. We need some robots behind home plate. But he also took a walk tonight. He's taken four walks in his last three games. Yeah, he's like like we keep – everyone wants to compare him to Javi Baez, but, man, this guy knows how to take walks more than Javi Baez ever did. And he hasn't even reached the level of, like, you know, the the, uh, potential that he could be at. And we've already seen a massive – upgrade from him this year compared to last year so yeah i'm willing to take the strikeouts if he's going to walk more if he's going to continue to have power has one of the highest ops's on the team don't tell me that this guy needs to be sitting no uh as far as magical sure yes uh if i will say that he the defense has been the reason that he's out there in my opinion he's been the best best defensive third baseman they got they're playing candelaria at first because they want to play bellinger in, in center because there's more value in him being in center than it is at first base i get that i'm not complaining about it um last last few games sure yeah he got thrown out at first base tonight hasn't i don't think the hits are there and he doesn't walk a ton my thing is if if he doesn't hit then you can eventually move candelaria over to third and then put and and then put Bellinger at first and you move Talkman to center and then go back to Suzuki and right. And my, what I hope happens, this is what I hope happens, is say a, when he starts tomorrow is the beginning of something yeah. that hopefully he gets on a run. Like, I, I will continue to cheer for say Suzuki because I think he is one of the better hitters on this team when right. So if that does happen, then the Cubs might be forced to then play Candelario sure. at third, you, move Bellinger to first, and then put Talkman in center and go you Suzuki want and Seiya, right. You've always wanted to say to show more power. Yes. That might not be something they can tap into right now. If he can at least be the, out, the on-base guy that you know he can be, right? He can take his walks. He can get on base. He can put the ball in play when his you know, approach is right and his mechanics are right, at the very least, if you can get that, it would be a big help. We've seen this lineup get deeper, the way they've moved things around, bringing in Candelario, etc. If you can slot him toward the back of that order and he can just find ways to get on base, settle his approach at the plate a little bit, you will take that because it's going to continue what we've been talking about of having a one through nine that feels deeper mm. and has removed the period where we were like, well, you've got three to four automatic outs in there, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a process. I wouldn't put all your eggs in tomorrow's basket, but hopefully he can at hopefully least tap start. into those skills that we know he's been able to show during his time at the MLB level, even if some of the bigger ones may not come. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get out of here, we got two things to talk to you about. First what? off, next week, the takeover. The takeover on August 16th. All right. The Cubs just won big t- – well, a c- comeback game tonight. I'm telling you, if they win tomorrow and then they take the series against the Blue Jays, the vibes are going to be incredible at beautiful historic Wrigley Field when the White Sox come to Wrigley next week. And you're going to want to be there. And, yes, I keep reaching out to the people that set up our event to find out where the pregame meetup is, and they still haven't told me. But I am on a mission to figure out where the pregame meetup is. But it will be in Wrigleyville. All right? It will be there. So come hang out. Sit with us, and I think it will be in Section 425 in the right side and yeah watch the Cubs Sox and 
hang out with me and Luke and Ryan and Corey and yeah, I have might a good pop time. over and hang and say hi. Yeah, yeah, I'll be. I'll be at the game. Be I'll the be at the game. Be at the press box. Um, on top of that, though, we also have our CHGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill, August twenty fifth, nine a.m. Um, you play eighteen holes with a golf cart. You get an exclusive CHGO and pins and aces golf towel uh, for all players. You got hole contests, giveaways, prizes, lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think we're all gonna be out there. Um, and you get a you get a discount if you're a diehard. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a CHGO diehard, you get a discount. Absolutely. Let me tell you a little bit about that. Um, so here at CHGO, as you all know in the chat, you're always here with us. You got podcasts and live shows on every team every day, post-game shows, premium written content for all members at allchgo.com. Um, diehards, if you're a diehard, you get 20% off events, 20% off dope merch, I want to say, too. Dope merch is what Luke Stuckmeyer would call it. Um, <laughs> you get a free shirt, actually, when you become a, a CHGO diehard, so don't forget to do that. And you get access to our members-only Discord, a.k.a. the CHGO Lounge. I'm telling you, man, what what you get for being a diehard pays for itself right away. So be, become a CHGO diehard, join us, talk to us, have fun. And, you know, sign up at the CHGO Kickoff Classic at Cog Hill. Don't forget about that. Barb, I will not throw my clubs at Cog Hill, but thank you for just for, for putting that energy out there. I appreciate it. I like uh, also, too, before we sign off, it was uh, our guy Born to Run 99 yeah. talking about how, you know, they won't have room for Saya because they're going to have PCA, Talkman, Otani, Hap. Kind of like our guy and Belly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like our guy Greg Braggs. Like, yeah. Now that they're like playing well and they're like in this playoff hunt, all don't. this, all, all the even mentions of Otani, I'm like, look, don't let me dream, right? Because I am ready. I'll to dream. Get away. I love to dream. <laughs> My seem- dreams never come true, but I yeah. like to do it. Either way, that would seem like a good problem for the Cubs to have. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> all right, uh, 222 likes with 365 people in the chat. Make that makes sense hit the like button on the way out appreciate everyone for hanging out we tried to read as many comments as we could a Um, lot of them there was a lot of them this is what's like this these last handful of weeks have been my favorite part of like doing this podcast and obviously it's because the cubs are playing their best baseballs in in the chgo cubs era but uh as in right now this this these these last handful of weeks but uh, it's good to it's it's very fun to watch the 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 chat and to celebrate the Brewers lo- losing while also the Cubs winning, uh, and you know all this. It's been very fun. So again, we'll be back tomorrow though. I think it'll be me and Ryan, and I don't know. Maybe we'll drag someone else in here too. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back for post game tomorrow. Uh, hopefully the Cubs take the series against the Mets. Kyle Hendricks goes tomorrow. I've been defending Kyle Hendricks on Twitter a lot the last handful of days. And I'm like, I need him to feed me six or seven innings tomorrow so I can come on here and tell people to put some goddamn respect win a on his name, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's, win the series. You had a huge week taken care of. The Reds came in in first place. You took care of them. You sent them packing. You seem to have maybe sent them in a bit of a spiral to kind of like remove them from this race. Mm-hmm. Not totally, but maybe. Uh, you showed up huge against one of the best teams in baseball in the Atlanta Braves. Just win a series. Yep. Keep it going. Just it's been tough. They have not had an off day. They're so close to that <laughs> so off day. Close. You're on the road. The professor just win a series. Yeah, and Barb, you asked the time live right after the game. Right after As the always. game, Barb. 
literally, as play. always, is right after the game. No pregame show, Robert. Um, just post. Just post. Uh, yeah, it'll just be me and Ryan. So uh, come come hang out with us tomorrow after the game. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to babysit for Luke. <laughs> Ryan, please babysit. Unless he pays stuff. me a lot of yeah, money, then I would. Barb, you're the biggest wild card in the chat, as always. Okay, thanks for dropping in. To- thanks, y'all. To check out the CSGO Cubs uh, podcast. We'll see y'all tomorrow where we hopefully fly the W.